I have come here to Krakowie, and I'm all out of bubble. Really licked his ass. Are you watching closely? Welcome to Midnight Showing. I'm Nash, that's Luke, and this week the movie we watched at midnight was Hayao Miyazaki's Nausicaa of the Valley of the Wind. Was it worth it? That's what we're here to tell you, and don't worry, we will notify you before we start spoiling. So, Luke, where are we? Set 1,000 years after the Seven Days of Fire, which was an apocalyptic war in which bioengineered godlike <laughs> figures destroyed and torched the world, leaving behind an immense amount of poison pollution, we meet the princess of the Valley of the Wind, Nausicaa. Sorry, that was a mouthful. <laughs> Nausicaa's village has yet to be extinguished by this toxic pollution, letting them live a semi-hospitable life in their valley. Although, one fateful day, a warship transporting an ancient weapon crashes into the Valley of the Wind, putting Nausicaa and her people into jeopardy. It's up to Nausicaa to overcome the toxic jungle that surrounds their lands and try to reunite all of these fallen kingdoms with the power of hope and the nature around us. Oh... Yeah, yeah. We, we, we're a little more complex than After Hours this week. It's <laughs> <laughs> a little bit, just a little bit. And as far as the trailers go, don't watch them. <laughs> Which I hate to say. <laughs> Why? Because <laughs> um, okay, originally I was like, all right, I have to find the original trailer and watch that because I've only ever seen the DVD trailer. That was the only one on IMDb. Because it wasn't originally released in English. It was originally released in Japan. So I found the Japanese trailer with subtitles. I can't read Japanese. And I really don't want to make a solid comment on that just because of the, how old it is and how culturally different it is. It's going to be pure ignorance because it just seemed really goofy to me. But that's not a very educated opinion. <laughs> pure ignorance, pure ignorance. So shut up. <laughs> and, and, and when you watch the U.S. trailer for the DVD set, it's also pretty terrible because they're doing three movies in two minutes. And they pretty much just Japanese one straight up told you everything about the movie. So, like, that's not fun. And this one. It actually gave a description that has more to do with, like, the manga than the actual movie. It was only, like, ten seconds of talking about it, but it's a little misleading. <laughs> well, anyway, that sounds like a mess, so just skip the trailer on this one. That's skip the trailer, more, trust more the story. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so this movie was written and directed by the same person, if I'm not mistaken, Hayao Miyazaki. Nash, do you know anything about this man? Yes, Hayao Miyazaki, who is also the director, and I, I wouldn't be surprised if he did literally every part of the movie, but um, he is probably the most uh, famous filmmaker for animated movies ever. Um, he was one of the founders of Studio Ghibli, um, which, for those who are continuous listeners who turn in week after week to hear our delicious voices hit the microphone 
uh, for the next month or so, definitely the next few weeks, you're going to be doing Studio Ghibli movies only. But this one, all right, this one was actually made a year before that famous animation studio was founded, um, which Hayao Miyazaki was a co-founder of. So it's kind of the perfect one to kick off because... It's a few years before kind of the most famous ones that came out of Ghibli. Ghibli. I'll mispronounce it. I, I apologize. But a lot of those movies that did come from that studio carry the same um, themes. So it's definitely a good one. And even if you did see the commercial for the DVD box set or whatever, when you were a kid like I did, they also say it's a studio Ghibli movie but it's not really it's, it's not it, what do you mean i thought totally thought it was no because it came out a year before ghibli was even ghibli whatever was even you know what i'm talking about it was <laughs> even a thing so it can't be i mean hayao miyazaki you know like wrote and directed and did everything for these movies so I, I feel like it's fine that they're like, yeah, I'd give it to them, you know, because it kind of makes sense. Our, our stupid American brains can't handle that. But, um, yeah, so that's what you have to expect. Sorry, that was a long rant for the director <laughs> where I talked very little about the director. <laughs> yeah, it was going to be a fun month. I'm excited to watch all these movies, uh, which also happened to be mostly on HBO Max as of, what is this, May 2021, which is how Nash and I watched Nausicaa's Valley of the Wind the other day. And so we did watch the English dub, so I'm sorry. We're we're. We're not really anime fans, but I'll still yeah. run through the uh, English class because there's probably some names that you know, a couple names you might know. Got so just a few. <laughs> we got uh, we got Allison Lohman playing Nausicaa. We got Patrick Stewart playing Lord Yupa. We got Uma Thurman playing Kushana. We got Shia LaBeouf playing Asbel. Mark Hamill as the mayor of Pajit. Edward James almost as Tress. Or, or oh, um, that's awkward. What? I wrote down his name, but I didn't put down what character he's playing. Well, he's in it. <laughs> <laughs> and then I put uh, Tress McNeil as Obama. Obama. Not Obama. It's Obama. What? <laughs> yeah. I, <laughs> I'm excited, too. So, obviously, this movie um, you know, came out a few years later um, for us at the States. I forget what date it actually was, but it was a bit after the original Japanese release, which was released the same time that the manga ended. Um, but this movie, the theme, which in the episodes to come, we'll probably see a lot of similar themes in this one. Um, sort of the big focus is the use of nonviolence in a violent world um, is especially big for this one. But the one that's going to be constantly reoccurring is the balance between nature and humanity. So, Luke, what do you think of the movie? Thumbs up for now. <laughs> <laughs> thumbs up, man. Hardcore thumbs up. I will also be giving it a gracious thumbs up because it's a very good movie. And now this. Spoiler alert! All right. Um, get on your gliders and strap in. So, Nausicaa of the Valley of the Wind. What a title. Yeah, what a title. Very literal. Very literal. 
yeah, she does, she does live there and it's pretty windy. It's pretty windy. That's hugely important. We got gliders, which are cool gliders. We got engines that I don't know how they work, but they're cool. I don't know, dude. They pop off the ground like she's doing ollies with that shit, dude. It's pretty fire. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. So not a lot of depth in this title, obviously, because it's straight up. This is the character. This is where they're from. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it works really well, though. Honestly, I don't think I could see it being named something else. Um, and having it have the same effect, honestly, because I really feel like Nausicaa is the uh, main component of this entire story. Yeah, no, definitely. Really bringing out the whole... Everything that cool that happens is essentially because of Nausicaa. And if you just say Nausicaa, everybody knows what you're talking about. Yeah, facts. A lot, a lot of people, if they haven't seen it in a while, they'll say Nausicaa and the Valley of the Wind. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> She's in it. Okay, not in it. <laughs> but I mean, okay, to get the conversation really started, let's talk okay. about the first about 15 minutes of this movie, because this was one of those 15 minutes, uh, 15 minute intros that I was so hooked right when we started it so this was a movie that you had seen in the past i again yeah. had never heard of there's so many movies i've never heard of i honestly feel like such a fake fan of movies because i see something new every week that i love but um <laughs> so within the first 15 minutes they had me hooked and it was for a couple really distinct reasons and honestly nausicaa kind of controls i think the main reason why i think it's so great and just watching her go through the gliders go through the toxic jungle see the bugs and find wonder in this dystopian world was just really interesting to me because we have the first scene with lord yupa where he goes to the other town and he sees that they're all dead and i believe the line he said was like pretty ominous yet a another village dead soon there's a this soon this place too will be consumed by the toxic jungle a very ominous thing to say i don't know what the toxic jungle is i don't know why it's (laughs) a jungle is is. actually that's like my favorite episode of the planet earth documentary so i kind of makes me (laughs) a little more scared of the jungle anyway um so like we know that the world is odd thousand years in the future very dystopian but watching nausicaa just get excited finding the giant ohm shell and taking off the eyelid and like twirling it around for one second you just her twirling around tells you so much about her character and the way she sees this world and once the movie gets going even more you really get to see the juxtaposition of what other people see this world compared to how she sees the world which is what i'm really excited to get into so do you have any thoughts on your first 10 20 minutes with the movie because i was hooked right away dude no yeah that that's a really good distinctive point to make about her perspective from that because it seems very peaceful she is has definitely has harmony with the environment she's in she's not terrified of it whereas um picard is scared and it's not even there yet you lord know? You, lord you both picard yeah same person <laughs> but yeah picard. no facts facts man facts and in fact you know just to build off the lord yupa stuff man i love that first scene first off because he didn't even recognize her at first when she saved him so i thought that was really interesting because it kind of gave the idea that she just kind of had this exponential growth out of nowhere in a way but yeah. um, anyway, when she saves him from the ohm, I love that it wasn't like killing the ohm at all. You know, it was no bloodshed. She literally just threw a flashbang at it and talked to it and made it go back into the woods. So in terms of like 
um, fantasy stories. Like, you know, she could have been the oh murderer. You know, it's it's like your first yeah. 10 minutes of the movie. You have no idea where it's going to go. And watching her do something so effectively impressing this person who is clearly a highly ranked person in this world. Like, really just, I thought, created so much depth for, like, who she was and how she can really conquer this movie and this world without even needing to shoot guns like Shia LaBeouf loves to do later in the movie. Pop, pop, pop. Yeah, no, I don't even think we see her load like a live round in her gun. I think she only puts flares in it. Yeah, just flares. Yeah, I didn't even notice that. That's a really good point, dude. That's really cool. And especially in those first few minutes, you've got her interacting with the ohm shell. And it's like for a minute, it's at least when I saw it, I'm like, OK, so is this a thing that used to exist? You know, I think it's yeah. some sort of ancient thing. And then a minute later or so. She's like, no, it's just a shell like that's crazy because it's like this thing is massive and it's like, whoa, she's excited, this- too, dude, and the, it, it, that did, with the little like hands and stuff and the, the just crawling out of its mouth with like a, a thousand eyes. What are you doing? Get away from that thing. It's yeah. evil, you know, but yeah, it's not can't. evil. Man is evil. <laughs> <laughs> God, you're so deep, Luke. <laughs> But yeah, you can't, I mean, you there, you can't even, t- it looks, it straight up looks like, I was about to say a force of nature, like, of course it is, you idiot. <laughs> but it, it looks sort of, like, unstoppable with how we see it move. Like, you never, like, really see, like, legs, like, you see those mouth pincer things, whatever. Yeah. But you don't actually, like, see its legs move, you just kind of see its shell sort of extend and then get smaller again, and it's just sort of... M- just annihilating everything like just leaving massive tracks like that's so ominous and they're all red eyes that's just scary (laughs) i'll ask you like kind of a random question off the bat what significance do you put on that it was insects as the animals in this world you know because i felt like um, there are other animals like the uh, like little uh, I don't think his name was Tito, but for some reason I want to call the little thing Tito. Tito, Tito. <laughs> but there, yeah, there's that, and he like goes on the birds and stuff. Uh, why do you think insects were kind of like the main force that were chosen as like kind of a animal that everyone knows is in the toxic jungle? Like we don't want to get eaten by the insects, rather than like we don't want to get eaten by like the mountain lions or something. You know what you know what I mean? Yeah, like that's that's definitely an important distinction that it wasn't like a more familiar animal. It was a massive bug, massive insects. And I think what that does is it it makes them innately like you're going to think they're dumber. Yeah. You're you're going to think that you can't interact with them because they're just based off of like, you know, a chemical, whatever. They smell this. They're going to go after that. Yeah. Like you can't reason with it. And Nasca's there to show us that you can, baby. Yeah, no, <laughs> you really can. Um, and so, the, just you know, kind of going back to the point about the first fifteen minutes, I just found it so interesting how like the, we're shown the world by awesome shots of her gliding through and going into the skulls of these ancient warriors and finding these giant bugs, and then the thing actually attacks someone. And she knows the person. It's Lord Yupa. We know him. It makes the weird world feel much smaller and connected and like everyone is on the same page. And then you go to the Valley of the Wind and it's like it's not even dystopian, you know? We're not talking Mad Max here, you know? There, there's no yeah. there's no dudes in, in leather chains and hockey masks. Like, these people 
found a way to survive in the toxic jungle. We learn it's because of the wind and stuff. Um, but I just, I found it so interesting that like, it didn't start off with a bunch of death. It didn't start off with the conflict, but kind of just establishing where these people specifically are in the world and taking time and care into establishing that and not just trying to be like in your face about anything, you know? Yeah. And it really, it's, it's hitting you from all sides with it because you've got that incredible music. Like we probably hear two or three different scores in that first 15 minutes, you know, that very peaceful one, that ominous one, we have the action-y kind of one when the Ohm attacks. We've got the one for the village. Like, all of that just blends perfectly what's going on and combine that with the incredibly unique visuals of this world. Like, the the jungle looks so weird. Like, it, it, it doesn't look like a jungle when you'd think of one. It looks like some Star Wars planet, you know? Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. And, and it, then, it looks so beautiful with like just the shimmering light and everything. Yeah. And you've got also like the animals that they're using, the glider They're They are living in what looks like a medieval technological town, but they've all got like these kind of crude military uniforms on. Like everything sort of seems more practical. And just the art art behind it is just. It's just really cool. It's super cool. It's super cool. I love how everything looks. (laughs) It's super cool. And so my my kind of idea is that this is a movie that's trying to get the message across about the environment and our relationship with it in those regards. And I feel like that is a storyline that can be told in like a way that doesn't necessarily get the point across or like gets the point across in a way that tries to, I don't know. I'm not trying to say like shove it down your throat at all, but something that kind of just makes you be like, yeah, of course they're trying to tell me this story. I feel like Nausicaa, because it establishes the world so well, we're not really worried about what the story is trying to tell us. We're just so engulfed with what they give us right off the bat. Yeah. And it's a different type I think in this one, the ambition is a bit different than what you'll normally see in a Ghibli movie, because it isn't typically like somebody trying to be the direct aggressor with nature. And I don't want to, you know, start to get into another film because we have to review those two people. Come on, calm down now. But in this one, it really is sort of that human between human nature where you've got this one valley. It's very simple. It's very peaceful. You know, they have plenty of food. They're very content. They don't need, you know, modern technologies to either run away or fight. They're just living very content, simple lives. And then yeah. what happens? The military power comes in is like, well, we've got more guns and more people. So we're yeah. going to come and just take you over because we can like that for that is that is very uniquely done in this one in comparison to a lot of the others where it's typically just people directly taking from nature rather well, than them taking from other people. What I thought was um, like a really subtle way of showing that was that um, after the um, Telmechians, that's what they were called, right? After the, the t- yeah. Telmechians come with their huge tanks and stuff, it looks like they have a pile of guns in front of them. That's like all the weapons in the valley. And the, it's a tiny pile while there's literally like two tanks staring at the entire yeah. group. It was just this like t- tiny little pile of guns. And so what I think I really enjoy the most about the themes of 
Nausicaa and the Valley of the Wind is that while all of this crazy stuff is happening and we know the world is trying to extinguish us, man still can't even get along. You know, I feel like that's kind of my favorite part about the story it's telling is that it's almost like we have to be distracted from this amazing and enriching world because the Telmechians have to come and screw up the day. You know, like the first scene is just an average day for Nausicaa out like looking around for plants or, or whatever. The her, the next scene that we could have saw would have been the second day with her would have been just as interesting. But instead, these freaking people, these Telmechians yeah. have to come with their conflict and all this stuff because they're they have to fix it, and it almost feels like they're taking away from our experience, too, because Nausicaa has to deal with all this stuff. And that really is something that I love. It's such a beautiful mechanic. Like, I wish more stories did it. Um, probably the most recent iteration of it is, like, if you've watched the latest, like, Witcher series or whatever, where or The Mandalorian. Well, what's newer? I don't know. It was the first season of Mandalorian. Either way, it's where you start off and you don't have like the plot going on. You know, the story hasn't actually begun. You're just getting a day in the life. You're getting a bit of a glimpse into the main character's life rather than just seeing what the major focus is. And I think that's such a good way to pull people in without dumping a ton of needless exposition and sloppily and lazily. There's a bit of that in this movie in the intro, but it just sort of sets the stage and everybody else just sort of interacting in their day to day lives does a good job of even putting that bar closer to you to easily understand it. Like, it's such a beautiful mechanic and I wish more stories did it. No, you're totally right, man. I mean, like, and all that is in those first 15 minutes that I was talking about, and it just really goes to show the care of establishing it. Um, I think that goes a really long way. And also kind of like there's so much emphasis on getting places, I feel like. It's about the journey to get there. Like the Telemachians mm -hmm. are trying to get this ship back to where they are and it crashes, or they have to get Nausicaa to wherever they have to go, I forget briefly, and then along the way they get shot down by Shia LaBeouf and they land in the toxic jungle. It's it's kind of like, uh, we've made the Game of Thrones joke before, it's kind of like, like in that first season of Game of Thrones where you have to sit down in the camp with the characters for a second because they didn't want to travel any longer today, you know? Like, I feel like this movie does such a good job taking its time and establishing stuff while also keeping us interested in having the conflict move forward. Oh, yeah, it does a really good job. And all the sort of travel that they do is consistently relevant. Like, it all makes sense why they need to do it. It doesn't seem forced, and it doesn't really change dramatically, which is a very hard thing to do, I think, when storytelling is how that shift in time between getting places can just sort of be forgotten or can be left out or gets diminished in value here. It's always important. Like the the glider doesn't just look cool. Like it is incredibly useful, and it's a it's pretty important to the plot. Like, and that gets brought up in the first fifteen minutes of the of the movie, where she's like, "Can you take this this shell back for me? Because it's kind of hard to glide with." Yeah, that that sets the stage of sort of the limitations that they live with, but it's not really that big of an inconvenience, you know, because they know what they're doing. They're experienced. So in in that regard, do you enjoy the way that the conflict ensues? And like, I almost feel like 
you know, when I think about it, how much how much agency does Nasuka have in the actual story other than saving the day at the end? No, because I feel like I feel like she's pushed into situations by a lot of people like uh, the older general and stuff. Yeah, she definitely is. But I feel like the choices that she makes when she does have the chance to make them are the biggest ones where she is the one person that's not going straight for violence, you know, every time. Yeah. One of my um one one of my favorite scenes actually was when they crashed into the jungle after Shia LaBeouf shoots down their plane and um the the general from the Telmechians tries to point her gun at Nausicaa. Nausicaa's like, "What are you doing? Like yeah. you're you're not helping at all. We all are in this together. Why are you like trying to control the situation?" And she's like, "I'm the one who gives orders here." It's like, "Ah!" You know, like so I, I feel like stuff like that. Um, it's 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 odd because I feel like she's putting so much faith into the nature around her, and it ends up working for her in the end. That it's interesting to me that like this movie is totally a movie that just hates makes you hate mankind because mankind just can't freaking chill. You know, she she um exempt not exemplifies she um crescendos crescendos isn't the word how do you speed something up she speeds up the birth of the uh giant <laughs> warmonger thing and it ends up melting in five minutes anyway because they couldn't wait for it to do what they actually wanted to do they kill a bunch of ohms and then it's like nothing even happened like all of this tinkering all of this stuff in the plot ends up not even really mattering to the end goal that nausicaa has to have you know what i mean like there's so much going on but it feels like everything falls into place almost perfectly yeah, and that, that agency definitely does collide with the fact that th- this is a prophecy-driven narrative. Yeah. We've got a, we've got a prophecy, ladies and gentlemen, and, th- and this isn't the whole prophecy issue that you get with Star Wars. This one is straight up, nah, this is going to happen. <laughs> yeah. The prophecies happen in this one, and there's really no debate of it. And so that's where I definitely understand that point. Is like, how much authority does she really have where it seems like there are external universal factors in the universe rather that are deciding these points for her. Yeah. I I feel like that's, I feel like that's really unique um, because I'm trying to kind of create in my own head an idea of why I think that it's such a unique movie, you know, because like it's, it's a fantasy world. There's a thousand fantasy worlds. It's, it's kind of a a conflict with nature, you know, Fern Gully classic, right? Maybe Nazi Valley (laughs) one's a little more hardcore than Fern Gully, but like, I feel like the way that this plot develops, the world that it establishes and Nausicaa herself are all just really unique characters. So I feel like the story itself doesn't even have to move in the classic prophecy way. It's kind of just like things falling into place. Like she even passes out in the jungle and they just fall through and find the cavern of like hope (laughs) essentially. Right. Like it's, it's really interesting to me how much agency characters have and how all the stuff that a man is like doing to the jungle is all for naught. And if they would all just chill for a second, that maybe something could work out even in her dope ass little crafting plant room she already found out how to do it dude she literally yeah. like dude lord uh-huh. yuma's like what 
you, <laughs> you plants these plants made oxygen they're not poisonous and she's like yeah figured it out last week what you've been gone <laughs> you know and it's like you know it's it's just it's so frustrating to think that like almost none of the terrible stuff could have happened if the telmechians just f- chilled bro just take a chill pill dog you know what i mean <laughs> it's it's like it's like people overreacting to something is almost worse than the problem they're in <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah right dude? but it's 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 done in such a, a flawless way you know dude yeah so good it's one of those movies where i don't even know what to say because i just think it's so cool and i definitely want to watch it again you know and i i think that her whole plant thing her garden her secret garden (laughs) 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 i think it plays more to her agency because she's doing it to seek you know the cure for her dad like that's not in anything she's just like okay how can I save him? Yeah. Like, what is something that we don't have that we don't know? I'm going to try to learn it. And, you know, she does a good job of that. And in doing so, it sort of shapes her character. You know, it's like, oh, applying knowledge that I learned can make me a better person. This is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Bananas. <laughs> and, you know, to, uh, while we're talking about her dad for a second, in the scene where they kill her dad and she has her little moment of rage, I was really surprised that was the only moment that she really blew up and did that. And she was even scared. Um, that she could get to that place without even knowing it, you know? So I, when that happened, I was like, oh, so Nausicaa's going to be like a badass. She's going to be like Mad Max out in the wasteland, just like destroying Yeah, <laughs> revenging people. Not at all. Not at all. That's not the person she is, like at all. But in that tiny moment, we get so, we learn so much about where she is in her life, you know, because she's still young. She's still growing, trying to become a leader, a queen one day because she's the princess right now. And it's so interesting to me again, that there's just this little tiny flicker of her being such a, like, like an angry person when she has to be. I mean, she just watched her father die. She is total free range to freak out right there and she's scared afterwards and that's that's not what the movie turns into you know so it's even like sometimes they just um distract your expectations or, or whatever you know what i mean yeah i think i think they do a very good job of that so much is sort of happening but really not a lot is happening like when that you know what what's that demon looking thing the optimus prime man weapon thing they make (laughs) um like like the like the god thing yeah the god yeah the god warrior that thing like bioengineered i think is what they said or something that thing is crazy and that's such a cool scene you're like oh my god i see how these things are wiping stuff out it just laser beamed like half of them Mm. it's like no it doesn't work it's gonna melt Cause that's mean. <laughs> it's evil. <laughs> and it's not gonna work. And like, it sounds so childish. It is a kids' movie, mind you. So <laughs> there's that point to be made. But it's so interesting and unique to watch that you can watch it as an adult and really like it. Well, like I said, dude, I just feel like the messages and the themes that it's trying to convey are in a unique way that is really just trying to get you to fall in love with the world and who the character of Nausicaa is that like you're going to want the world to be okay at the end of it. You know, like she makes you want the toxic jungle to dissipate and bring back harmony between the insects and the people. And uh, there was a really interesting line that I wrote down that um 
I thought it was like uh, one one of the humans said insects and humans cannot live in the same world, and it was like the human is saying that right now when they are the kind of cancer that needs to get pushed out of the world and the and the universe for everything to be okay again. So even the humans have flipped the idea of on its head that they're not even the ones who are destroying the planet. The toxic jungle is when the toxic yeah. jungle feels more like kind of just the natural way for the world to fix the issues you know so even in mankind's head their their expectations of what's going on and their ideas on how to fix it are just so convoluted and wrong honestly yeah oh my gosh and even that 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 reminds me of that scene which it's like the only flashback we get of her and her dad like when she gets the own oh that's la- that, that's larva. what it was yeah i, I forgot yeah. that's, that's where the quote was yeah that's what it was yeah, like that is that's a crazy scene out of nowhere. But guess what? It's the only one they needed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the only one they needed. It's so cool. Yeah, well, and, I, and it I works did, so well. I did think it came out of nowhere a little bit, just because I feel like when stories have that flashback stuff, sometimes they make a point to have it like happen every once in a while, and that one didn't come in. Um, it came in really weird too, because she just like was talking to the ohm, and he just like came up with his tentacles, and she was like, "Yo, she's chill. Look at this dope flashback." <laughs> it, like, came, came out of nowhere. Um, but again, you're right, dude. Like, it, it, we didn't need to know her entire backstory as a child. We just needed that one tiny thing of her holding the ohm, saying, "No, he didn't do anything to you." And the humans, of course, see that as the plague and need it to be exterminated. When in reality, that's just not the case at all. And so. We want humanity to be like Nausicaa and the people of the Valley in the Wind, but clearly the majority of people aren't like that because the Telmechians have such a giant army, you know? There's just this tiny sliver of hope in the world run by this really pure person that we can trust and get behind, and watching just these Telmechians come through and just like murder the king and then like acting like it wasn't even like a big deal you know like while she when she's addressing the people she's like yo it's fine you guys are just gonna come (laughs) chill with us now and it'll be cool and then uh, Obaba has to be like yeah you're gonna kill me like how you kill them gonna kill an old blind woman gonna kill an old blind woman that make you feel powerful (laughs) Obaba is wild in this movie savage dude savage and I I just I really I really enjoy the conflict. I think it has so much nuance and isn't just it's it's not one dimensional at all. There's there's so much going on, so much wrong moralities being flipped on their heads by characters that really should know better and just don't when we don't even how do we know how old she is? Like let's just say she's 15. A 15-year-old girl knows more about the world than almost every other character in this world. Yeah, I feel like they may have said she was 16, but I could totally be making that up. It's that age range, like 14 to 18, something like that. A young kid, you know, like. Yeah, it's just crazy, man. Definitely seems happy go lucky, but clearly that's not the case. Like there's a whole world thrown at her and she's being proactive about solving it. Like that's a big thing, too, is like you get those moments like when you realize that she's trying to make the cure for her dad, when you get that flashback that we see that is way better to see than her just say, Oh, when I was young, I tried to take an home and protect it. And my dad took it away and probably murdered it. Like, no, I'd rather see that. That's way cooler to see than it is to hear about. Like like those kinds of reactions, like 
she's a badass. She's a badass female character. Just yeah, just a badass character, dude. Like I, I want a glider. I might trade in my car and try to get at least on a new pop of glider. So I'm just doing ollies over the ocean, bro. Like, just come a, on. hey, if you're gonna buy, if you're gonna buy a ship, don't buy a Telmechian one because those things are made of paper mache. Paper mache, <laughs> dude. How did Shia LaBeouf take down an entire, an entire fleet of massive cargo ships, bro? <laughs> like well, honestly, I think, dude, her her armor must have been made of paper too. Nasika probably could have just punched her once; she would have been out. Yeah, no, I, I genuinely think, like, as an adult looking at it, not a child. I think it really like goes like brings to the point of like quantity rather than qual or quality rather than quantity. Yeah, you know? yeah. Because they're not all of the you know smaller at least they seem smaller civilizations. Like all their stuff is way more top notch than the Telmechians militarized. We're just gonna crank as many out as we can and throw people at them because that's what we got. You know, using those resources differently. That's yeah. cool. That's in depth. That makes you want more of the story. <laughs> and well, you know, dude, uh, this is the kind of movie that when it ends, you're like, damn, I wish this was longer. I wish there was more of it. I wish I could explore this world as Nausicaa or or someone just like or even being like like Lord Yuma and just like going around on your um little bird thing looking for civilizations that might be alive, you know? Like it's just it feels so dense and so rich in the ideas that that it portrays but we have to spend so much time in this conflict of humans when in reality they're not even going to make a difference in the end they lost we literally watched the humans try to fix the problem and lose yeah and i gotta say too uh, talking about lord yupa that whole his thing where he like jumps and like brings in his arms and his legs which looks absolutely ridiculous to see it Yet when you see it, you're like, oh buddy. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's the goofiest. It's so goofy looking, but when you see it, you know he's about to clap people. Like he's going to down on y'all. Which thing is so funny. He's such an interesting character that I know nothing about and I want to know more of. And I think I even while we were watching it, um probably gotta shout out Nakey Jakey for this one. Cause I wouldn't have had this idea if I hadn't seen his YouTube video. Go check out his YouTube channel. Um, where it's like, how good would a video game be where you're playing as young Lord Yupa becoming the Master Swordsman? Like, that'd be cool. That'd, that'd be, be cool so cool. And it would allow you to really explore the world and get an understanding for it. You know, not yet. Like, if yeah, if you like Nausicaa in the Valley of the Hidden Wind and you haven't seen Nakey Jakey's video on it being a video game, uh, you should probably go watch that because it's such a great way to encapsulate how rich this world is and how you just want more of it by the end. And it's just tells such a great story with such a great moral behind it. And it, it really makes you just think about how we're plaguing the earth and we should probably all just be extinct by giant bugs <laughs> giant <laughs> giant bug people <laughs> giant Thanks. bug giant giant bug people dude Gi yes <laughs> what are they who knows but they'll kill you <laughs> so so like just to just to kind of get i want kind of want to get just one 
more better idea of why you think this movie is like so great to you like when you were younger did you enjoy watching it randomly like did you like it just because of who Nausicaa was or the world or anything because um the studio ghibli thing was your idea what about Nausicaa in the valley of the wind got you so excited on what studio ghibli could produce i i'm not i'm not gonna lie i think this movie probably created my like deep enjoyment and want to see like post-apocalyptic stuff. Cause we've done a lot of those types of movies. I've seen a lot of those types of movies. It's probably one of my, if not my favorite sort of genre of movie. And it's definitely because of this one, like as a kid, I'll like, I'm not going to say, Oh, it's the, the depth of, of, you know, the characters and the <laughs> great message. Like, no, it was how cool everything looked. Everything looks incredible in this movie made in the eighties. Like it, it's a spectacular film just to look at. It's every shot is art. And that, uh, like that, <sighs> That's what did it for me. It got me hooked in, and it's like, oh, I get a little bit older watching. It's like, oh wow, this movie's just good all the way around. I didn't know how much I liked the music as a kid. Mm-hmm. I didn't know how much I liked the plot as a kid. Like, this is all really cool. Well, I feel like as far as like animated movies go, specifically um, anime and like Studio Ghibli and stuff like that, I haven't seen too many Studio Ghibli films, but once this is done, I'm uh, going to see plenty of them. But like, I feel like this is a pretty good movie to show to people who like might not take animated movies as seriously, you know, like, like I feel like. Um, Akira that we did forever ago is dope and I love that movie but um, Houston actually made a point during that that it might be a little weird to show to somebody who's really not into it because the end of that movie can be so egregious and out there while I feel like Nausicaa and the Valley of the Wind is kind of a lot more grounded in that I feel like I could watch this movie with like my parents for example you know because like they just think I watch those crazy Japanese cartoon shows and don't know how I I, I listen to it and pay attention but like like to get them to like watch like an actual cartoon something that I think is just really well made and produced and not just for kids. I'd say Nasca and the Valley of Wind is pretty top tier for doing that. Yeah, and it it definitely has something to do with that scale of escalation where in Akira, you know, it's like literally going exponentially more aggressive and ridiculous because you've got really no earthly idea like power that's sort of there you know what i mean like you really don't even understand the the sort of force that that tetsuo whole thing has but in this one it's sort of like you get those one like those five second flashes of the god warriors like striking stuff down like you've got that you know that that's one of them pretty early on so it's like that that, that's there for you to digest because you sort of can expect what's coming you know whereas akira is just like oh you don't know son you you don't know don't think you know because we just made the universe spoiler alert um (laughs) 
But yeah, it's just <laughs> honestly <laughs> quick little di- quick little Akira digression. But I mean, yeah. like it's I think I think I think it's a good point, man. I think it's it's a, just a really good story, dude. Just a really good story, and I'm I'm interested in in re- reading the manga now, knowing that um it, it's the story's a little different and could be a little bit more in depth. But the movie itself is just a really great watch, and I think I think worth your time. I I, I really do think it's worth everybody's time. Yeah, and I'm not I'm not sitting here, you know, talking to you wonderful people saying that's perfect. I mean, it's got some dated stuff. There's one scene where the soundtrack is kind of funny. That's not what it sounded like, but that's kind of the energy it gives you. Yeah, it's like 80s pump up. Yeah. Yeah, it's like you're watching Initial D and like Euro beats start playing. <laughs> <laughs> I hope someone yes. got that reference. <laughs> yes, and, and like you know, there's so you know, it's it's not perfect, but it certainly is close to flawless. Yeah, no facts. Which is, as which close is a- to flawless as you can be. I really like this movie, dude. I like Deadass, 10 out of 10, bro. 10, 10 out of 10, 10 out of 10, because I think any flaws that you're speaking about don't affect the plot. Yeah overtly or ruin the animation style or anything like that like now that we talked about it i really can't say this was a phenomenal phenomenal movie and i'm excited to watch it again and i'm now a fan of it forever sorry nausicaa i'm 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 on i'm on on the train forever now yeah (laughs) Yeah, well well that's my cue to uh start saying that nausicaa of the valley of the wind was an incredibly successful animated movie in japan while it became big in the u.s market later on its dvd release it is a frequently forgotten movie because of its age it's certainly a hidden gem with many of the most popular studio ghibli film ghibli sorry films being released almost two decades later and officially from that studio and unofficially from that studio is where we get nausicaa which is pretty cool as animated movies have slowly become more accepted by older generations because we sort of grew up with them, this movie shouldn't be forgotten because some of the more popular titles came out after and they're just a little bit more familiar. This movie serves as evidence that this type and format for a story is beautiful. It, it's unique. It's successful enough to be retold time and time again from a different angle with different characters. If you watched our review of Akira, I said that watching this movie leaves you wanting to know more about what you just watched. And guess what? That's right. There's a manga for this movie as well. And the complete collection is in my Amazon cart as we speak. Because I think it's so incredibly rare to have one singular movie. And all it does is leave you wanting more. Not just an answer to the cliffhanger or waiting for a character to arrive because, you know, in some other non-canon version or canon version, that character exists, but to actually experience the universe more. It's beautiful, beautiful. It's beautiful, Nash. That was beautiful. I tried. It's a good, it's a good film. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just it's a good film. I mean, it's funny, dude. At the end of these reviews, we always tell people to go watch the movie. I don't know if you're listening to this and you like our reviews and then don't watch the movie or like have never seen the movie and then listen to our review on it i love that you love our opinions that much but like for real if you listen to this episode and you haven't seen this movie this one's for sure like this friday night sit back and watch nausicaa in the valley of the wind honestly there's no excuse because it's for all ages maybe maybe not like three-year-olds but yeah and if you don't like it uh 
Sorry. People do get shot, but it's not like a Tarantino film, all right? No, no, no. It's no, not no. like Princess Mononoke, which we'll go over soon, okay? It's, <laughs> it's, it's a bit more tame. Yeah, I can't wait. So, with that being said, we want to thank you for joining us tonight. Message us at Midnight Showing Podcast on Instagram or email Midnight Showing with Luke and Nash at gmail.com to stay in the loop for upcoming episodes and offer suggestions for the movies we watch and the future content that we can bring to you. Be sure to check us out at Big podcastsolutions.com our midnight release for next week features now I've never seen this movie and I don't think Luke has either Laputa Castle in the Sky popcorn not included nice valley I think I'll keep it <laughs> I was like, what a funny speech.